Good day, family. Meditation is self-indulgent. This is the 10% happier self-care journey. Today is January 9th, 2020. Thank you for joining me. Morning, Kev. How you doing, bro? It was great to chop it up with you the other day, man. Great conversation we had, bro. How's everything going? Meditation is self-indulgent. So, before we get into this topic, this is from the uh, course that I'm going through in the 10% Happier course, and it's called uh, Meditation for Skeptics. So, hence the title. It's something that people grapple with, dealing that dealing with the idea that, uh, or thinking the idea that meditation is self-indulgent. So, before we start into the information that I have for today. Hey, Michael, thanks for hanging out. Uh, before we get into the information, we're just going to do what I am branding as the 30-second meditation technique. So that's where we take three deep breaths, and we just have 10 seconds, three deep breaths over 20 seconds, and then 10 seconds of mindfulness. So you can do this wherever you are. Um, if you're in a place like myself where you're, you know, relaxed, you can actually close your eyes. If not, you could be driving. Don't close your eyes while driving, of course. But um, you can still do the practice. You don't even need to be in a particular setting or surrounding. So we're just going to start by taking a deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. Long deep breath in. Long exhale out. And one more long deep breath in. One long exhale out. Just 10 more seconds in that place. Kind of relaxing with your feelings. Allowing yourself to know that no matter what you're feeling, it's okay. You're releasing the judgment and extending yourself compassion. Just being present with your body and your breath. And you have successfully meditated. <laughs> So if you all are <clears throat> just watching for the first time or haven't been uh, seeing the other uh, daily videos I've been doing, 30 second meditation is my concept. <clears throat> and basically, it's the idea that you, know, you have to make things accessible in life for people to be able to partake in them, for everybody to be able to partake in them, and for everyone to see themselves as a part, you know? The thing I like about this particular course that I'm going through in the 10% Happier course is uh, Meditation for Skeptics. I, I like it because it's kind of going through all the excuses um, for why people either don't feel like they have the time to meditate or that it's not for them. I've been meditating for years. Hey, Akia. I've been meditating for years 
um, but not in the seated lotus position vibe. <laughs> it's actually been, it's been like um, something that's a part of my daily regimen. Kia says, we do this in therapy once a month. I love it, Kia. It's the greatest, it's probably one of the greatest practices that I, you know, that I've encountered as far as meditation. And so the breathing deeply piece, I mean, it just allows you to relax, de-escalate. It's amazing what a couple deep breaths can do. So my concept is that all you need is 30 seconds in order to do that. Because the truth of the matter is for years, I have lived my life in meditation. I've never sat down and meditated um, until about maybe 2014, and I kept up that practice for a short time. But prior to that, and since then, I like live my life in a state of meditation. I'm always being mindful. I'm always extending myself self-compassion. Um, I'm always extending it to others, being non-judgmental, like all of that. The one thing that I wasn't doing was taking deep breaths. Um, I was breathing, but I didn't realize that a lot of my breaths were very short as I was going about my day, just because I was caught up in things, you know, and all that kind of good stuff. Let me see if I can. Okay, so I'm going to paste the notes to the chat that we're about to go through. Check out those notes that I just put in the chat. So 30 seconds. I'm going to be using that as my own personal brand of meditation, uh, my own programming, so to speak, for others, because if you can, if you can practice 30 seconds throughout your day, even, then you can eventually get into five minutes, 10 minutes and having time where you set up shop and do your longer meditations in addition to your 30 seconds, because we all need those. All right, so we got a bunch of information to run through today, so I'm going to hop to it. Meditation is self-indulgent. That's what many people feel and why they can't get into it. So here's the first thing I have. It's normal to feel guilt for putting aside time to practice. The mind can wander thinking about all the things you could or should be doing. This was one of the things that came up as I was uh, listening to the or watching the course, because there's videos as well as audio. And they were working with a team of, um, an intervention team that worked with like uh, delayed, it was delayed youth, you know, youth that has some, some issues as far as um, some mental issues and behavioral issues. So one person, because of their passion for their job said, you know, that she felt guilt because she cared so much about her family and her responsibilities and her clients and those kind of things. And she was constantly running that even five minutes, she felt guilt for putting aside that five minutes because she was thinking of all the things that she could or should be doing. And the thing is, that is totally normal. I got a little bit of peppermint tea here. That's, that's a great opener, upper. <laughs> It's totally normal to feel that because, you know, we're caring individuals. And so we're always trying to focus on, like, taking care of everything. And so, you know, you can feel guilty for literally setting aside five minutes 
to breathe and to be mindful. But as we're going to talk about in a few minutes, it's so important because those five minutes, those 30 seconds is really what you need a lot of times in a very busy or stressful life to face the things that you're facing, take care of your family, your responsibilities, all those things. So you have to put your self-care first, and that's what we're going to talk about. But it's very normal to feel that sense of guilt for putting aside that time. Second thing, which leads right to it. If you are a very busy person, (laughs) if you are a very busy person, you can face burnout by not setting aside the time or putting your self-care as a priority. Pointing at this dude here. (laughs) In order to continue to put time into other people, activities, and daily responsibilities, you must make time for yourself, your mental clarity, and your physical and emotional well-being. You must, and if you could, you know, at some point when you finish watching this live stream, if you could copy those notes that I put there, that's the same notes that I'm reading that I wrote today, and paste them somewhere for yourself to refer back to, like on your phone or something like that. I actually have a medium series. I should do that. I have a medium series where it's basically all these posts together as a book. I'll put the, the link in the description, in the comment section. But if you're a very busy person, you can face burnout by not setting aside the time or putting your self-care as a priority. So, you know, it's something that I faced in the last couple of months. In fact, I faced burnout. I was always tired. I was still going, but I was always tired. I mean, as a lot of you all know that follow my journey, my back was really bothering me a lot. And um, I was dealing with something that I I think I have. I haven't been diagnosed, but I think I have it, which is called um, acute prostatitis, which is inflammation of the prostate is it's not something that's serious like a cancer or anything like that but um it can come via bacterial or related to stress and anxiety and i think mine was related to stress because i didn't start to feel it until i felt like really really overwhelmed and it was the first time in my life in this particular this particular time first time in my life that i felt as overwhelmed and dealing with, you know, anxiety and depression and stress, like really, really heavy. So I felt burnout, you know. And so in order to continue to put time into other things, you must make time for yourself. And so since I made time for myself and my self-care journey, it has changed everything. Um, At some point, I knew one day in the midst of my back pain, and I still deal with minor uh, back pain, but that's due to me sitting a lot because my job for years has been working in a studio and being a musician, so I do a lot of sitting, and that's common that you'll have lower back pain. So I'm doing things for that with my stretching and going to the chiropractor and that kind of thing, and then also adding the meditation piece. And what I noticed was that the stretching and the meditative piece, the meditative piece relieved like the stress in my body, period. There was one day when I was dealing with a, a very tough situation because I was working a job, that I, doing a gig I really did not want to do. But 
it was something I was doing to quote unquote do what I got to do. Um, and I and my back pain was really exacerbated. But when I thought about the way that I felt in that moment, it was like all of my stress and anxiety was all just manifested in that place, and it was it was really painful. Since that time, and since doing what I got to do in another way, which is like not being in those kind of scenarios and focusing more time on myself and my self-care, I mean, everything has changed. You know, my attitude, I already had a good and peaceful attitude. It's even better. I'm not feeling uh, exacerbated anxiety in my body and stress that's making my body hurt. I'm not feeling that. I'm feeling the normal things of life, but it is nowhere near what it was. So you can't afford not to set aside the time for self-care, whether that's as you go about your day, like how it's been for me for years, or now I had to add another layer to it because the things in life went to another level. So you must make time. Equanimity, which is mental calmness, composure, and evenness of temper is achieved by making self-care a priority. Remember, you cannot be there for others until you are there for yourself first. This is a good place to be selfish. Most of us look at the concept of being selfish as something that's like a, a not so good trait. But the truth is, there's pros and cons to everything, and there's times when you need to be selfish. You need to look out for you so that you can be happy, you can have mental clarity, you can be sane, you can have the rest, or you can have the vitality, or the energy, or the happiness, or the smile, or the laughter, or whatever, so that you can then flip it and then apply that or be able to be good for other people and good for other situations in life. You have to be selfish. Whatever you fight, you ignite. And whatever you resist, persist. Be gentle with yourself in meditation and take it one focused moment at a time. I remember hearing that a while back. Whatever you fight, you ignite. And whatever you resist, persist. And it's so true because, you know, if you're, if you're dealing with some emotions and you fight them as in like you, you don't, you either don't relate to them and, and face them and start to apply healing or whatever you need to apply to it, it's going to continue to ignite. So if you, if you fight it by ignoring it, that's one way of fighting it. If you fight it by ignoring it, then it will continue to ignite. If you resist it by ignoring it, it will continue to persist. The other application in meditation is that, which is a slightly different application of the word fight and, and resist. If, and we'll work with the next uh, topic, which is acceptance. When you feel the, the, the things that you're feeling while trying to, while practicing meditation, I, mean, I didn't mean to say trying because you're always meditating even when your thoughts are wandering, when you focus back on your breath, you are meditating. That's the process. It's a back and forth thing. But if you're feeling feelings of guilt or frustration or your mind is wandering to the 
50 kazillion things that you need to do, if you try to force that, if you try to fight it by forcing out of, out of your mind, you're just going to get more of it. So the goal is to allow it and to accept it and to just get to the point where you can observe it. It cannot take over your your mentality and you can refocus on your breath again using what we've been talking about which is noting noting is counting your breaths or saying in and out to yourself mentally while you're breathing etc so be gentle with yourself and take it just one focus moment at a time anytime you lose your focus take the time to settle back in and refocus and then be grateful for that Self-compassion is the most important medicine in the world that's needed whether you're feeling fine or not. In extending it to yourself regularly, you're practicing preventative self-care. And I love that because this is the same thing that I think about with taking, with the 30-second meditation uh, technique, with taking three short breaths and 10 seconds of mindfulness just throughout the day, whether you're dealing with something or not. Because if you get into that habit, then you're basically practicing self-care in a preventative way. You know, you're, you're, you're preparing for things that will come your way. And you just kind of, you're practicing a state of being that you can just stay in. Like I said, prior to this journey, this is something I've been practicing for years. It's, it's just natural to me. Um, but now it's coming out in a more intentional way as I'm adding another layer of self-care and sharing it with others. So, self-compassion is the most important medicine in the world. Acceptance versus judgment is key as you feel the range of emotions, thoughts, and sensations while practicing meditation. You gotta practice acceptance versus judgment. And I would even say acceptance versus expectation. Like how I've been saying, that's my religion. Our religion is acceptance over expectation. And the reason why is because, you know, acceptance allows you to be just right with yourself, right where you are. Not judging yourself by the past, the future, what you're feeling, what you want, all that kind of stuff. You're just like, here I am. This is what I'm feeling. Be curious about it, is what they say. Using a phrase like, may I be well, it's okay feel better etc periodically while breathing can help with inducing mindfulness compassion and acceptance you can also make up any personal phrase that works for you and I like that because <laughs> one of the things about meditation for me is that for years uh, the kind of closed eyes guided meditations didn't really work for me because of the fact that a lot of the meditations that I came across prior to this 10% Happier app were meditations that were like very religious or spiritual based. And at some point in time, that would have worked for me when I was, you know, a religious person. But after, you know, getting to the place of secular humanism, it, it became really hard because I could appreciate being able to settle in, breathe, focus on the body, those things. But as soon as someone, you know, in the meditation start talking about something that was, you know, in the supernatural, just getting real lofty and real flowery with the language from a religious or spiritual perspective, it, it would literally take me out of my element because my mind would go, yeah, I don't believe in that. Yeah, that's okay. All right. That's bullshit. All right. Okay. 
you know, and I couldn't focus. And I'm a person that's that can look past things, but when you're when you're when you're really opening yourself up to meditation, you're really in a place of openness and acceptance. And so you're looking to be guided. And so you have to have the right phrases and words and the right kind of ambiance for feeling the, the, the ability to relax and settle in. So a phrase like, may I be well, you know, you, the way I practice it this morning was that I would inhale and I would think in. And then when I exhaled, I would think, may I be well. I even got to a point where I was using my breath to kind of say, may I be well, just a little bit to, to make it even more real where I can hear it and, and stay there. But for some people, that may be a bit lofty. That may be a bit like, you know, <laughs> old school hippie flowery. So pick a phrase that works for you. It could be anything, just something that allows you Something that induces mindfulness, compassion, and acceptance. You can also use imagery. That can assist you with this process as well. In this course, they were talking about a few examples. Like, you can imagine yourself as a, as a kid and extend compassion to yourself as a child. You know, I actually had a friend that, that actually had an experience like this the other day that was really healing for her. Um... To be able to imagine yourself as a child, extend a compassion and gratitude and say to that child, may I be well. You can, you can think of anything that you want. Um, it's just not the grocery list, you know, the list of stressful responsibilities and all those kind of things. But, you know, as long as you're in that place of focusing on your breathing, you can literally use different imagery if you want to. You know, I try not to use imagery, but I can't help it. My mind automatically imagines. So thinking of others while extending compassion, well wishes and intentions of positivity adds to your personal experience of mindfulness, relaxation and happiness. I would honestly say that out of everything <clears throat> and I do this pun intended, right? Out of everything, I think that the concept of prayer while while being a person who was very religious, very spiritual, very much in that realm prior to my life now, um, who invested in that and, and thought about it from the perspective of, you know, making things happen in your life. It's interesting because it is an intention setting uh, activity, <clears throat> which is really helpful. But to me, the, the thing that is the most healing for people that practice prayer <clears throat> excuse me, and praying for others is is the benefit of what happens when you feel compassion extending well wishes and intentions of positivity to others. It literally makes you feel better because you're practicing mindfulness. You're being non-judgmental for the most part in the moment. And <clears throat> you are exuding a certain sense of positivity that really gives you a sense of like really feeling good about yourself and about the activity that you're doing. So it really, it really helps you to practice that in different forms, which is why, although traditional prayer to a God is not my form of that kind of extending well wishes, but to just meditate on it 
to just see others in that way, to just think positive thoughts and extend ideas like, may you be well, or, you know, wishing someone the best, or even just seeing them in that way, or seeing the world in that way, what have you, is just really helpful for your well-being. So it's like a new, it's like a, a new take or a deeper take on those concepts. Hey Juanita, thanks for hanging out and everybody else who's hanging with me. And last but not least, most importantly, I think this is this is everything. I need to put this at the end of, of every every session that I do. Every session. Every, every, every session and every set of notes. Don't forget to thank yourself and to extend a few moments of gratitude for taking the time to devote to your self-care. That, when I tell you being in that place of gratitude and just thanking yourself for taking that 30 seconds, taking those three deep breaths and 10 seconds of mindfulness um, for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15, whatever. Even just for listening to this live stream and just caring enough to say, yeah, I really feel what he's saying and I, I really, like, take the time to thank yourself. What happens in meditation is that I notice when I close out like that and I just sit in that space of, of, of gratitude to myself, it, it, it literally is like probably the deepest part of the meditation. It, it not only makes me feel better, but I can feel it like in my whole body, like my whole vibe just feels really good because I know that I'm participating in my own wellness. And it's not just the activity, but it's also the mental part of affirmation, of affirming myself, and it's cyclical. So I not only experience it physically, mentally, emotionally, um, through the actual activity, but then through my processing of it, it allows me to release the judgment of it. Like, it is like, it is the best. And it also cleans up shop for anything that you might've been feeling that was like judgmental or that was causing you a little bit of annoyance. It like, it, it alleviates all that. You feel so much better. So don't forget to thank yourself and extend a few moments of gratitude for taking the time to devote to your self-care. And last but not least, uh, I, one thing I forgot to mention with the second point, if you're a very busy person, you can face burnout by not setting aside the time or putting your self-care as priority in order to continue to put time into other people activities, daily responsibilities, etc., You must make time for yourself, your mental clarity, and physical well-being. So meditation practice, which we've talked about today, is just one of those places. You know, you should do this in other areas. And these are things that we know, but it just, it can never be overstated. You need to do this when it comes to setting aside time for mindfulness and meditation, setting aside time for you to exercise and get that tension out of your body and give your body the strength that it needs to participate there. Go watch a damn comedy show. May allow yourself to laugh. Like all these activities are needed. And if you don't do those things, these things for yourself, then you won't be able to do the things that you really need to do or want to do uh, that are important for you, for other people or for responsibilities. So all the way around the board, take some time for your self-care in different forms, and then thank yourself that you did. So that's the end of the session for today. 
The music that you've been listening to in the background is my personal uh, original composition called Home. And it was written in 2012 as I was going through like a transformation, a realization of, of things. And it's available on my project called Key Reflections Volume 1. You can listen to it anywhere you listen to streaming, uh, anywhere you stream your music. YouTube, Aaron Hill TV is, is where you'll find that. Um, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, the whole nine. Key Reflections, Aaron Hill. And it's an entire piano meditation project. And last but not least, if you would like to help to support me to continue to create content like this, as well as the rest of the content that you see me regularly create, then check out the information in the comment section. And I will see you next time. As always, take care and be well. Peace.